last week, we started talking about how God had established King Jehoshaphat. And we said that you need to be established by the Lord because if you establish yourself, people are going to take away your position. People are going to uh, uh, remove your, your, your position, your blessings. But if the Lord establishes you, no one can take away what he'd given you. Can I hear an amen? So you want God to establish you. Don't want to establish with your own intelligence, smarts, or whatever. Yes, you work hard. But your heart must be that, God, you must establish me or there's nothing. And so we learn about when God established Jehoshaphat, God blessed him. God prospered him. He got stuff. He got, he got blessings. He's got riches, great riches and honor. And last week, we ended the, the service speaking about one of the other signs of God's blessing or establishment is that even your enemy will chase you down and bless you. How many of you want your enemy to chase you down and bless you? Come on. How many of you have enemies? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand, okay? If you have enemies, you know, you have enemies. How do you like your enemies going to chase you down and bless you? Hallelujah. And I, I believe God is going to cause in this season as you begin to forgive others and say, God, I'm going to let you establish me. I've been misunderstood. People say bad things about me and, and I feel betrayed and so forth. But the days will come that my enemies will call me and say, oh, Pastor Paul, I got a million dollars for you. Shaka. You know, come on. You know. So, so when, when God establishes you, even your enemy will pursue you to give you blessing. In other words, blessing will chase after you. Not that you have any enemy, right? We have no offense, yeah? We forgive, 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 forgive. Hallelujah. Now this week, we want to talk about the pitfalls. You see, after God had established Jehoshaphat, you know, he thinks, he thought just like any other human being. God established them. And then they want to further establish themselves just in case. So there'll be people that are blessed by God, you know, and have a good job, a nice home, you know, and, and everything was well, no pressure. They could sleep at night, you know, all were well. And then they go to visit one of the brothers and sisters or one of their friends' house. They got granite counter, you know. They got four bedrooms. They got like, then they started to try to establish themselves. What did they do? They got themselves into a bigger mortgage, bigger house. And what, guess what they have to do? Now they have to establish themselves. And now they are so busy and so tired, they don't have time to serve God anymore. Hello. But God does not want you to live out of strife. He wants you to live in rest. Everybody say rest. God wants you to rest, man. He wants you to sleep well. But what King Jehoshaphat did is he tried to strive. So this is what happened. Chapter 18, verse 1. This is the pitfalls that we need to avoid. Now Jehoshaphat had great riches. Wow, that was good, right? He had great riches and honor. That is great, right? Amen to that. And this is what he did. And he made an alliance with Ahab. Do you know who Ahab is? Ahab is a king that did not follow God, worship idols. And his wife is so evil that it's now synonymous to evil these days when you mention his wife's name. Her name is Jezebel. Every Christian will know Jezebel is bad. You know, when a woman is being compared to Jezebel, it's like, Ugh. it's almost like a swearing name, you know, yeah. You Jezebel spirit. Oh, we all know what that is. 
That's how evil the wife was. And what did he do? Jehoshaphat had great riches and honor. As if that's not enough, he wanted to further establish himself. So he made a marriage alliance. That's so wrong. Now, you know, Jehoshaphat had to form alliance with the kingdom of Israel. And one of the terms of the alliance is that his son, his son Jehoram, had to marry the daughter of Jezebel, Ataliah. Now, I want to show you a picture. The first line is um, the king of Judah on my right-hand side, green. You can see green, right? And then you can see red. Red are bad people. They are the Israel, the king of Israel that has been, has been, has been siphoned off, has been has broken off. And none of them, the red ones, they're all kings, right? None of them serve God. None of them. And then in Judah, there's some that did not serve God, but some of them serve God. So God had pre- preserved that heritage, right? So, so the next slide. Now, this is what Jehoshaphat done. Jehoshaphat decided to have his son, who at the end of his year was corregent with his son. In other words, he reigned together with his son. Jehoram Mary Ataliah. Now, go to the next slide. Ataliah is the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. That's stupid. We all think it's stupid, yeah? Can I hear an amen if you think it's stupid? Well, I think it's stupid. Some of you are not too sure. I'm going to explain to you why. Now, the natural human logic and rationale is this. Jehoshaphat thinks that if I were to neutralize any threat from Israel. Remember his father was contending with Israel, fighting with Israel, right? They had war and so forth. So Jehoshaphat thinking was that if I were to neutralize this problem, further establish myself, nobody asked him to do that. He did it anyways. I'm going to cause this, I'm going to, I'm going to create this relationship, this alliance through marriage. Now this is a very common practice in the old days. Remember we talked about that last week. He says, don't follow the common practice because they are not wise. And, and, and however good it may sound, don't follow the practices of the day. Follow who? Follow the voice of God. Follow what God says. He said, I can't hear from the Lord. Well, it's time for you to learn how to hear from the Lord rather than just wandering in the desert yourself all your life and, and being lost all the time. It's like walking out your life being blindfolded. So you need to learn how to hear from the Lord. Anyways, and so it was a common practice. So in the old days, when kingdoms, empires, they want to win a formal alliance, what they do is they send their daughter off to get married to another country and then and so, so on and so forth. So they form this alliance thinking that, well, you know, when you have grandchildren, we'll have the common grandchildren so we won't kill each other. That makes a lot of sense, yes? Now, that's the thinking of the old days. And so, you know, what do you know? Jehoshaphat, God established him already. He already had all the riches and wealth. What did he do? He followed the world nonetheless to further establish himself. And this is what a lot of people do, you know. And, um, and he, the thinking was that they all... Our brethren, after all, there will be unification. You know, if you come from South Korea or North Korea or Germany, you know, you, you know the, need, the hunger and desire of people, to, of countries to unite, to get unified again, you know. So, so you, Western and Eastern Germany got unified, you know, that was a big thing. And then now everybody's talk, you know, hoping that, you know, North Korea will be unified with South Korea. That's the belief, that's the desire. And so after all, you know, it's like we're all together, we're in unity, you know, and so on and so forth. 
But this is a man's attempt to forge peace. It's a good thing, but it's not a God thing. Because man can only see the immediate. You can only see the now. You don't see what's going on further down the road. These nations were separated by God, but man thinking that they can help God and try to reunite the nation again to become one nation. A good thing is not always a God thing, but I, let me further venture out to say a good thing often is not a God thing. You need to hear from God. There are many good things for you to do, but if you do all of them, you're going to slice up your time so much that you have no concentration, ability to do anything well. Become jack of all trade, master of none. People that do this, that, the other thing, they can't focus on one thing. The Bible says if your eyes are single, concentration, focus, then you'll be full of light. Revelation, understanding, and you'll move forward. But if your eyes is dull, you see double images, talking about eyes not well, are sick, then inside is full of darkness. Why? You can't see. You can't focus. So you need to be focused. But a lot of times, people try to pull us 19 ways to Sunday to do good things when we should just be focused to do one thing that is a God thing. Now, notice, I'm not to preach. What I'm going to say next is I'm not preaching tribalism either. Tribalism means us and them thing. It's very dangerous in a society, society these days. You know, us and them. My church, their church. You know, my church is better than their church. This church is better than that church. Tribalism is not of God. If anybody ever give you a thought or an idea that their church is better than this church, there is a tribalistic mentality that you need to rebuke. Can I hear an amen? So I'm not preaching about tribalism. I'm not preaching about uh, 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 division. But watch this. There is a big difference between not being judgmental, not being tribalistic, and getting involved or even unequally yoked. Are you here? There's a big difference. So what Jehoshaphat is trying to do is getting unequally yoked and involved in a nation that is not serving God. In fact, rebel against God. One king after another. Because his thinking was, I can further establish peace for my nation, which is a good idea. But it wasn't a God thing. This is what happened. Jehoram, the son that married this Jezebel daughter, eventually listened to his wife. And he decided to kill off all his brothers after his father passed away so that the threats will be neutralized. The threat to his throne will be neutralized. Can you imagine if Jehoshaphat would see from heaven what his son did? The son that married the daughter of Jezebel had advised him to do. Killing of all his grandson, all his son, all his brothers and sisters. They did nothing to him. But because, you know, people who are insecure, who attack other people. Have you, have you met people that attack other people verbally, whatever? People that attack other people, say bad things about other people. They're usually pretty insecure about themselves. That's why they do it. And so I want to encourage you not to do that. But anyway, so he was insecure, so he had to eliminate all the threat. And so he did. He killed all his siblings. Now, 
the goal was to have peace. But even with this peace treaty, they could not protect Judah because, you know, those Arabs and those uh, uh, people from Philistines and so forth, they, they were good with Jehoshaphat. But you know what they did? They came and killed off all Jehoram's own son except one. And Jehoram himself died of bowel disease. And so they killed all of them except one. And so Jehoram died of bowel disease. His son, his, his, his son, Jehoram's son would be Jehoshaphat, and Ezai become the king. Ezai, which is the, the grandson of Jeho, Je, Jehoshaphat, did I confuse you yet? So this is now the third generation, right? We talk about for a second, third generation. So he himself was trying to visit his uncle Jehu. No, his uncle, sorry, uh, uh, Ahab. And Ahab was being pronounced by God that he would be eliminated. And the guy who was commissioned by God to eliminate him saw this relative of his, which is Ahaziah. What did he do? He got killed. And so remember Ataliah, the mother of Ahaziah? Now, Ahaziah had a few kids, right? So naturally, if Ahaziah got killed, then the next in line would be the sons and daughters, one of the sons to take over, Yes. Well, the mother was so evil that she killed off all Ahaziah kids so that she could be a queen. This person that's supposed to be the agent of peace to establish further the household of Judah now had eliminated and murdered families of generation after generation. So, of course, she became queen. Now, one of her sisters, one of, uh, the, one of one, but, uh, so she eliminated all the kids except one kid. That was being hidden away. If you know the Bible, Joash was hidden away by her sister. Eventually became king. So what, what do we learn from here? We learned that as a result of this man-made alliance, man-made ideas, it plunged Israel to hell, to chaos, to murder, to all kinds of uglies. At the time, it seemed well for Jehoshaphat that it was because it was a man's idea. Friends, let me encourage you. Never, never, never pursue man's idea. You and I are often being encouraged to do good things. Many people will come and propose good things for us to do. If you are the individual that cannot and do not know how to hear from God, you'll be pulled many ways and you'll be so confused. And you'll be so exhausted. You know, as a pastor, I've been pulled many ways. And then when I was younger, I get involved in every good thing in the city. Some people come to your know, hotel, oh, we need to do this. You know, to get your church involved in this, so I got a church involved in that. Oh, you know, to get the church in, your church involved in this, we got our church involved in that. Before you know, we're totally exhausted. People in my church are all exhausted. Thank God I'm not like that anymore, yeah? Are you here this morning? Come on, talk to me. Hello, are you here? And so, you know, good things are not always God thing. I want to encourage you to always pursue God thing. Learn how to hear from the Lord. Confirm of the confirmation. If you're in this church long enough, you've heard me say it a million times. Now let's go to verse 2. Did you learn something yet? All right, verse 2. After some years, he went down to Ahab. 
There will be Jehoshaphat, back to Jehoshaphat. You know, we went down all the, the, the generation, but let's go back up to Je, Je, Jehoshaphat. So Jehoshaphat went down to Ahab in Samaria. Now Ahab killed an abundance of sheep and oxen for him, uh, for the people who were with him, and induced him, everybody say induced, induced him to go up against Ramoth Gilead. Now watch this. Beware of people that suddenly treat you extra nice because there is an agenda behind it. Now, not all, not all nice people are like that. Don't get me wrong. And don't stop being nice because like, I don't want to, you know, whatever. But, you know, I just want to caution us. The reason King Ahab killed, like he, he threw a party, a major, massive party for no reason. It wasn't anybody's birthday. Now, if it's your birthday, people throw a party for you. Yeah, praise God, you receive it, accept it, enjoy it, right? But you know, you go show up in somebody's home, they invite you all of a sudden, so nice to you, you know, invite you to your house and put up a big meal for no reason. Boom, 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 something is coming. There is an agenda. And so it is here with King Ahab. He had an agenda. He had an agenda to seduce and induce Jehoshaphat into a battle that doesn't belong to him. We're going to talk more about that if we have time later on. But if we don't have time, we'll talk about it, about getting involved in battle that doesn't belong to you. But anyways, before I let the cat out of the bag too much, let's continue on. So he had this plan to get him involved. Right? Now, verse 4. Because Jehoshaphat is a man of God, he said, inquire first for the word of the Lord. Thank God he was still smart enough not to follow through because this war means he's getting the entire nation of Judah involved. And of course, he has to hear from the Lord. And thank God he had this good inclination in him because he feared the Lord. That's why the Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom. It will prevent you from plunging yourself into things that you shouldn't get involved in. And there many times we can seduce, induce, compel, peer pressure into doing something that we're not supposed to do. Oh, all my friends, you know, they, they, they're doing this and therefore you feel peer pressure. Listen, listen, listen very carefully. I don't care how spiritual those people that you may know that, that are doing different things are telling you to do. I don't care how spiritual they are. Your job and my job is to never let anybody to induce you, to compel you. If there is a check, all of you have the Holy Spirit in you, especially those born-again Christians. Not especially. Those born-again Christians, you have the Holy Spirit in you. People will come and ask you to do things, and there will be a check in your spirit. Ugh. You say, what, is this? What's, what, what does that mean, what's a check? You know, I heard a preacher say that it feels like somebody is scratching you at the bottom in your heart. Something is scratching you. Have you had this feeling that something is scratching your heart? That's a check, which means the Lord said, don't do it. Now, sometimes we're such a nice people. You know, in this church, there's so many nice people. You guys are the nicest people in the world, and you let people push you around because you're so nice. They get you to do things that you're not even supposed to do. Maybe a good thing. But because you're so nice, you had to go along. In Jesus' name, I pray that God will give you the bonus, the confidence to say no. Come on, let's praise the Lord. 
Don't feel any peer pressure. Oh, you know, I'm going to lose these friends. Then lose it. Because whatever God had called you to do, you follow that. However many good friends are not doing it anymore. That's why the song is so important. Though none go with me, I still will follow. You know the song? Though none go with me, I still will follow. No turning back, no turning back. I'll tell you this. Growing up as a believer over the past, I'm almost 52, 51 plus years, right? As a believer for over 41 years, I will tell you this. I have many, many good friends today are not serving God. And many a times when I find a friend decided to turn away from God, I have to sing this song to myself. Though none go with me. Some of them were amazing men of God. Some of them were preachers, pastors. You've all seen preachers and pastors turn away. This day, there's this, 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 this thing that, you know, every now and then you hear a famous, famous minister. They're not believing in Jesus anymore. They're denouncing their faith. It's like, what is going on? Well, may your heart follow the Lord. Don't follow the crowd. Follow the Lord. So his fear of God protected him for not easily seduced. Verse 5. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together. This evil king, he still had prophets. He had 400 men. And said to them, Shall we go to battle against Ramoth Gilead or shall I refrain? They say, Go up. For God will give, you, give it to you in the hand of the king. You know, these are all false prophets. Do you know false prophets, how they operate? They always will say flattering things that you like to hear. There are people that always say flattering. You know, the Lord told me he's going to bless you. The Lord didn't tell you nothing. I understand the New Testament prophecy is exhortation and uplifting and preaching, right? But the, the office of prophetic is not there to flatter you. It's to point you to the right direction. But beware of false prophets with flattering tongues to say good things. Always check and double check. You know, we always like to listen to people that agree with us. And that's why you have so many fake news this day. Are you, are you here? So you go to YouTube, right? I mean, the YouTube know the pattern of who, what kind of thing you listen to and watch. So they would just align all those things for you to watch. So if you're a left-wing person, all the left-wing stuff will come out in your YouTube suggest places. you understand what I'm saying? And if you listen to Christian thing, all the Christian thing will be on the suggested list. If you are a right-wing person, all the right-wing things is going to come out. Whatever you like, they know about it and they will just serve it out on a platter for you. That's called the generation of fake news. But beware of those prophets and people that tell you what you like to hear. You know, I... I learned from a politician, really well-known. It's amazing. And um, I may not agree with all his policy, but he said this one thing. He said, the only way you're going to learn is to be willing to listen out to the people who disagree with you. That's the only way you're going to learn. Otherwise, you're in the echo chamber all the time. Come on, praise the Lord. If your faith is strong enough, have the security to listen to opinions of others. 
Just don't listen to people that want to say what you want them to say. But anyways, there's 400 prophets. They, they flatter. But you know, um, let's go on. But Jehoshaphat said, is there not another prophecy? Joshua was smart. He, he's realized these are false prophets. Is there not another prophet of the Lord whom we may inquire? Then the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there is one man by whom we may inquire of the Lord, Micaiah, the son of Imlah. But I hate him. You know why? Because he doesn't say what he wants to hear. There are people that don't like to go to churches because the pastor is preaching something they don't like to hear. Like this grace message. People don't like to hear the grace message because they feel like, oh, you know, you're giving a free pass for the sinners. You got the free pass. You got the free pass. He saved you, delivered you, cleansed you, and His grace is still on you. Don't tell me you're living a perfect life. You still need the blood of Jesus from time to time. Hello? You got the free pass. What's your problem? I tell you what it is, selfishness. We're not preaching permissive theology. Anybody said that to you, they're lying to you. But we're preaching that you can live in victory, not with your own strength, but by the grace of God. You don't live in victory with your own ability, your own strength, your own discipline, your own giving, your own whatever. But it's always 100% of the grace of God. But it doesn't sit well with most religious people. And most people don't even know they have a religious spirit. They say, oh, no, 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 you got to do this, got to do that, got to do this. Whatever happened to grace? You say, why am I in church? You're in church to learn about how to access the gifts of God that already been given to you fully. Nothing has been held back. It's just you don't know how to access it, but the Word of God teaches us how to access it. You're not getting any more favor from God. He's given you all the favor, all the mercy, all the goodness. Can I hear an amen? So this, you know, people don't like to hear that. They say, no, no, I, 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 want, I, want, I want law. I want, I, want, I want people to tell me. I want more structure. Anyways, whatever. I will keep on preaching what the Lord tells me to preach. Can I hear an amen? So the king, verse 8, summoned Israel, summoned an officer and said, Bring quickly Mechahiah, the son of Imlah. So Joseph was smart. He had discerned that those were false prophets, even though they had great number of them. Large number doesn't make it right. You say, well, that's how democracy works. I'll tell you this, the only reason democracy had worked in the West is the grace of God. 3P, you don't understand. You know that the Bible says, wide is the road to destruction. Narrow is the road to life. What does it mean? Most people would choose the easy path. They'll vote for a politician that can give them the easy solution. You know, Europe used to be the forefront in economy and everything around the world. And generation after generation after generation, they have politicians that promised the people at mass, oh, it's okay, we could be in trillion dollars of debt, it's all right, everything is fine, everything is great, you know, I'm going to feed you, give you more money. And people go, yeah, 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 yeah. And so they vote for all these people that give them empty promises. And now many of the nations are so deep in debt, majority of the revenue from the government goes straight to the debtor. And they can't even pay the debt. And young people are unemployed. High unemployment uh, around the world in those countries. Why? Because all generation after generations in the West, we've been picking people that promise easy. Are you here this morning? 
And the reason we're still running is the grace of God, only the grace of God, because nations in the West, but mostly, have been serving God. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure, too sure they're doing that these days, but may the Lord help us, right? I'm not trying to be negative and morbid here. I'm just, I'm just telling you the truth. Are you okay with that? And so large number doesn't mean anything. So don't follow the crowds. Don't follow the crowds. Crowds always, crowds always do what, whatever crowds do. You know, one reason why they say, you know, they want to legalize marijuana. In fact, in the United States, the, some of the candidates are saying, let's legalize marijuana. It's because they do a poll. A poll say most people think it's okay. So we did it in this country. But most people doesn't mean it's right. Are you here? There will come a day that what we say is wrong, what the Bible says. In fact, today is already the day. What is wrong has become right. And what is right has become wrong. Why? Because we as a society follow the most people scenario or strategy. So if you follow the most people, you always get it wrong. Now verse 12, I'm going to close with this because of time. And the messenger who went to summon Micaiah said to him, Behold, the words of the prophets with one accord are favorable to the king. Let your word be like the word of one of them and speak favorably. But Micaiah says, as the Lord lives, what my God says, that I will speak. A true man of God do not always speak what people force them to speak. We will speak only what God had impressed, taught, prompt, direct us to speak. And you don't want men of God to speak whatever you want to hear because you'll be in danger. There'll be danger ahead of you that they wouldn't even tell you. They'll say, oh, it's all good. Just, just, you know. You want men of God to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? We'll be telling the truth. And don't get mad at Him, please. And go all leave the church and I'm take your marbles and run home. No, come on, seriously. We're all more mature than that. Yes? Worship team, can you come up, please? Um.